you know is taken away from you when you are unknown, when you are alone, when you are gone. Just remember, you will be missed. Hello, and welcome to You Will Be Missed, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast exploring the Valley of Barovia and the surrounding mists. I am Fluffy, your DM, and joining me tonight is Cello. Hello, um, I am Cello, I'm playing Raxo, um, our pronouns are they, them. Clarence? I'm Clarence, I'm playing Sangam, pronouns are they, them. Days. Hi, I'm Days. I'll be playing Ianwen Kristovich, um, the Barovian-born bloodhunter. All pronouns are he, him. Pete? Hi, I'm Pete. I'm playing Mal. We are both he, him. And Tony. Hello, I'm Tony. I'm playing Andrew. We both go by he, him pronouns. So we pick up where we left off, the party having traveled from the village of Barovia, heading onward to their next destination of Balaki. Things seemed to go all right until the party was ambushed by a group of dire wolves that intersected them on the road party fought off the giant beasts only to have uh, their war, or well, their their client, Irina, fall in combat. The wolves then attempted to run off with her. One of these creatures seemed to be supernaturally more powerful than the others. That being said, the party still managed to victory and save Irina. Deciding to take the shorter path up near the Sare Pool, Hardy arrives at a rather large encampment. Oh, I just realized where we're at. Yeah. The canopy of mist and branches gives way to black clouds boiling far above. There's a clearing here next to a river that widens to form a small lake several hundred feet across. Five colorful round tents, each ten feet in diameter, are pitched outside of a ring of four barrel-topped wagons. Much larger take, uh, a much larger tent stands near the shore of the lake, its sagging form lit from within. Near this tent, eight unbridled horses drink from the river. Mournful strains of an accordion clash with the singing of several brightly clad figures around a bonfire. A footpath continues beyond this encampment, meandering north between the river and the forest's edge. The, the gathering of individuals are seeming more more interested in the fire, the songs and stories. Wine is passed around freely. There's a mixture of men and women and some others that do not fit the gender binary. 
telling stories, laughing. Many of them seem too inebriated to notice your presence. a permanent residence or is this like a temporary setup? So both. Okay. Like it looks like a long-term encampment but the way that everything like everything is all tense you could see that it could they could break it down and leave if they wanted to. Okay. Irina looks to the group don't mind I she kind of gestures to the the fact that she's covered in her own blood I could use a bit of a, of a rest if that's alright with you all yeah of course alright it's Mark chimes in I will see if I can go negotiate um some negotiate our stay with Vistana in this camp I will be right back. He walks off. While he's doing that, I'm going to take Ellis over to hang out with the other horses. And get water or whatever they're doing. The other horses seem nonplussed. Yeah. But, yeah just... Irina and Ismark's horses also go over there. They all drink from the water and kind of graze on some of the, the dry grass. Doing horsey things. <laughs> Be careful here. The Vistana are travel. They may not obey every single custom of Borovia, and there are unsavory rumors. Perhaps, but not wise to paint such a, a broad brush of a people. Just wordlessly turn away. Ismark comes back and looks to everybody. There is a, um, there is an unused wagon that they are allowing us to sleep in for the, to use for resting if we wish, and one of the tents they are willing to share with us tonight, if that is agreeable with everyone. It's fine that, by me. Yes, that sounds perfectly fine with me as well. see this uh, curly-haired woman long, long black hair going in the middle of her back wearing bright purples and uh, her arms are adorned with gold bang gold bangles and armlets she waves towards the party holding up several bottles of wine 
Come join us, friends. Don't be strangers. Raxo will go over there to uh, partake. She brings you over and people are drunkenly sloshing wine wine along. She looks at everybody and uh, kind of gives, gives those that come a smile. Welcome to our fair encampment. I am Kala Ulrich. And you all are? I am Raxel. Pleasure, pleasure. She hands you a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Join, come on, join us by the fire. Your others, your friends are quite allowed as well. anyone else join the fire or do you kind of just high school click it i will join as well (laughs) i'm a little hesitant like i'll go near but kind of still stand back a little bit leaned up against like the cart or something just kind of keeping an eye okay and i will stay by whichever cart they uh left for us and just watch this cart so, um, the cart closest to the fire southeast, and then the approximating tent nearby. I'm gonna go and actually wash all the blood and stuff off of myself during this time. Sounds good. Irina joins you. Ismark seems to be talking with one of the other individuals, one who seems to be a little less inebriated. Sangam, you approach Kala and uh, the other Vistana. She smiles. You see sitting next to her on kind of a stump next to the fire an individual uh, with kind of cropped black hair and kind of like a pixie cut and very faint facial stubble facial stubble wearing like silks and they have a very like very lithe and thin narrow frame kind of waves to you uncorks another bottle. Sangam will nod back and kind of hesitantly start wandering over towards them. You all kind of hang out near the fire. Music is played. Stories are told. You hear one of the Vistana stand up on a stump next to the fire, standing taller over everybody. Friends, acquaintances, lovers, brothers, sisters, siblings, I bring to you a tale. Tale not very old. Of 
the Valley of Forlorn Barovia. I remember it as it was yesterday. A mighty wizard came to this land over a year ago. I remember it clearly. He stood exactly where you all are standing right now. He was very charismatic, he was. Very prim, proper. He thought he could rally the people of Barovia against the Devil Strat. He stirred them with thoughts of revolt. Promises of the riches of the castle within. Fueled their fire for freedom. He stirred them and bore them to the castle on mess. When the vampire appeared, the peasant army fled in terror. Many were cut down where they stood. The hungry dead crawling out of the castle in numbers never seen before. An army for an army. Some stood their ground and fought. But as a man tries to fight the tide, these villagers realized how futile their efforts were. The wizard and the vampire cast spells at each other. Their battle flew from the courtyards of Ravenloft to a precipice overlooking the falls. The man telling the story points up to the, the, the uh, cliff face. You see the, the waterfalls off in the distance. I saw the battle with my own eyes. Thunder shook the mountainside. Great rocks tumbled down upon the wizard. Yet, by his magic, he survived. Lightning from the heavens struck the wizard, and again he stood his ground. Spells slung, fire, ice, lightning, the elements at their commands. But it was not enough. When the devil Strahd fell upon him, not even the wizard's magic could save him. I saw him thrown a thousand feet to his death. I climbed down to the river to search for the wizard's body, you see. To see if he had anything of value. If he was dead, he wouldn't be using it, obviously. But uh, the river Ivlis had better ideas. And had already washed him away. To a watery burial. And there's kind of cheers and applause and you know some people swapping like rumors like oh yeah I was there it's like I saw it too you know oh I heard I heard that uh, Mount Baratok split asunder in their fight all kinds of just gossip and, and banter the storyteller kind of gets down off the stump satisfied smile on his face can I insight to see if 
he genuinely believes this story or he just is a really good storyteller? Uh, go ahead and roll for me. Um, well, so from what you, you can tell, he seems to genuinely believe for the most part what he's saying. Okay. You've heard, you know, you've heard stories before and many of them tend to embellish for the sake of flavor. So, you know, the skeptic in you kind of feels like some of that probably was an exaggeration. Yeah, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story kind of situation. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Ander, as you're hanging back by one of the the wagons. You see this um Miss Vistani woman. Older in years, maybe in her, her late forties, early fifties. Kind of crow's feet on her eyes, streaks of grey in her black hair, wearing kind of a, a yellow long yellow silk dress with accents of reds and purples. And she uh, leans up next to the cart or the wagon that you're leaning up to. It's warmer by the fire, you know. I'm sure it is. I didn't, uh... We actually just walked here, so plenty of, uh, movement. Blood's pumping. I see. Perfect weather. Well, don't make yourself too comfortable, friend. It was fated that a group like yours would visit our humble camp. Our leader, Madam Eva, foretold of your coming. She kind of points to the large, slightly sagging tent in the back near the river. She awaits you when you and yours are ready. You said Madam Ava? Correct. She is, uh, she is our clan's elder and one of the leaders of our people. Okay. She uh, foretold our arrival. Correct. Okay. That's very interesting. She, she mentioned a, a man of sciences, a, a man of unusual heritage with purple skin and horns, a man who is neither alive nor dead, one of nature and Many living in one. Is that, um, does that match your group? I mean, I suppose. Suppose it could. Depends on how vague she was being, but uh, some of the descriptions are a little on point. I see, I see. Well, 
you are our guests for the night. Make yourselves comfortable. But not too comfortable. But not too comfortable. Correct. She hands you a bottle of wine. He grabs it, nods, and then points to the tent. You said that one over there? Correct. Okay. Thank you very much. Yes, of course. If you need anything. My name is... Clavdia. Yeah, well... It has been a pleasure talking with you. I opening. You as well. You as well. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. I hope you do as well. The kindness of the Vistana goes far. But their ire goes farther. She would just kinda nod and ponder heads over, that. Yeah. <laughs> heads over to the fire and she starts shooing away some of the more inebriated people. Start setting up what you can tell I think is a cook you know putting cooking supplies over the fire, starting working on a meal for the evening. I would go to Conway with that information and seize the local. Um, so I would just walk up to him, bottle of wine in hand, because I don't necessarily know if Andrew's comfortable enough to just drink casually, so he just has it, but um, would approach Ayanway. Yes? Have you heard of uh, Madam Ava I don't know how traveled you are here but I have not been to this side of the valley uh, and the name does not sound familiar to me interesting uh, there's someone that goes by that name here leader seems to know an awful lot about us specifics including descriptions of uh physical features and states of being I would guess is the best way to describe it considering all of you are new to the valley as a whole that information must be true because how else would they know some specifics that I don't think things that we've just discovered about traveling companions within the last day or so that this person seems aware of but he uh, seems to know a lot about us and is eager to uh, talk with us and he points to the tent that she's at then we will have to pay this Madam Ava a visit. Yeah, I don't know. She, th I was told she is the uh, the leader of this uh, this group of peoples here. Hmm. I'll point to it. Point to his wine bottle. I'm going to drink that. A bit early in the day for that yet. Is the bottle of wine recognizable? 
Yes, it is. Um, it is a bottle of Red Dragon Crush. One of the, well, the more expensive of the two varieties commonly found here. It is a precious gift. Don't waste it. Noted. The label seems firmly attached. Relatively fresh bottle. Yeah, I think he would like sniff it. I don't know if he's a wine connoisseur at all. I think he would sniff it and be like, yeah, that's his wine. And yep. then uh, probably have like be very uncouth and just drink from the bottle and uh as you say that all of the Vistani are drinking directly from their bottles I know he is not from here but that checks out fits right in it's you know it's pretty good wine um it's on the bit on the dry side very very kind of earthy potent Delicious, huh? So I've heard. You're more than welcome to try. And he would also share. No, I don't. I don't drink anymore. Okay. Good to know. This is... I, if I had to place it, it's more like a Merlot. Okay. Okay. Good Dark and full-bodied. Yeah, it's dark it's accessible it's not as uh, you know there are some wines out there that you drink and you're like yeah this is just like a straining away from turpentine <laughs> yep give me two bottles of the turpentine please mm-hmm. <laughs> man wine will knock you on your ass the worst hangover hangover i ever had was because of wine mm-hmm <laughs> thing is it's a surprising thing it, yeah, yeah. You, you don't yeah. you don't see it coming mm-hmm. like mm, yummy yummy sour grape juice and then how did i wake up in a dumpster <laughs> yep <laughs> mal after you wash yourself off is there anything you would like to do um he'll just kind of be near the fire um listening but not really partaking just kind of thinking and observing Sure. Yeah, probably up north in between what looks like dopey and sleepy. Yeah. Irina they look like kind of the seven sleep. dwarves. They do. They do. Generic tokens. Gotta love them. Ismark goes and joins uh, his sister by the, by the riverfront. She's bandaging herself up and the two seem to just be talking to each other. Clavdia begins cooking on the fire. Various meats and root vegetables. The meat is um, lamb, which is not something a lot of people were familiar with. At least natives. heavily spiced and all in all very good for anyone who partakes 
I think Raxo would pick out the vegetables and just eat those. There's, you know, those are pretty decent as well. It's not like, you know, the vegetarian option being just a salad. Yeah. Or french fries. Yep. It's a pretty hearty um, assorted root vegetables. Mm-hmm. Rutabaga, turnip, potato, parsnips. All heavily seasoned, kind of like with a bright red coloration. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very paprika forward. can see the the sky with the dark clouds whatever light filters through begins to start its slow process of vanishing leading into the pitch blackness of night the light in the primary tent continues to continues to shine out the flicker of candlelight from within. Has anyone shared with the class of either uh, Ionwe or uh, um, Ander shared the... Yeah, I think he would have slowly started making his way towards others as people were eating. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember if anything was specifically said about Raxo. Um, the individuals that were pointed out to him that I recall were Mal, Aonwe, um, Sangam, and himself specifically. I think she said something about a person of nature. Okay, that, okay. That means I, druid. Yeah, I was yeah, writing things that. down and missed that one, so yeah. Um, would have mentioned Madame Ava and... knows way more about us than he's comfortable for how long he's been here and why do you know so much kind of thing should we all go together to see her yeah I kind of got the vibe it wasn't just a, a me invitation well let us get the others and we will go So I'll grab a Sangam and I guess Mal if he is nearby and we will head to we'll see Madam Ava. Alright. Lead the way. You seem like the talker. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. You all head towards the large tent. Magic flames within casting a reddish glow over the interior of the tent, revealing a low table covered in a black velvet cloth. Glints of light seem to flash from a crystal ball on the table as a hunched figure peers into its depths. You see an elderly woman, late 60s, maybe even 70s, Covered in silks, head covered, various rings on her gnarled fingers. As she speaks, her voice crackles like dry wind, dry weeds, 
Ah, you have arrived. <laughs> I was wondering when you would finally come. I am Madam Eva. And you? Malelius von Tempestas, son of a noble shipping merchant. Far from home, I see. Yes. Do not worry. Your mother is still proud of you, boy. He's like going right in the tent, just popping a squat now. And she looks. Ah, yes. I will admit the cards are con rather contesting on you. I have divined that your nature is of many. But the one speaking is Ulharak. Is that yeah? That correct? Yes, that is correct. Well, all of you are welcome here, even the stabby one. But I'm keeping a, an eye on you, just so you know. Believe me, we all try to keep an eye on her. <laughs> Araxo, I do hope you have made animal friends since arriving. I know that the horse that you call Elise is quite fond of you. That is good to know. Have you spoken to her? No. The cards tell me all I need to know. Have you... I have divined your nature. As I like to be prepared for my guest. Do you speak to your cards? No. I speak to the fates and my cards tell me what they are saying. Raxo just raises a curious eyebrow. Mr. Thalmor, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Not many seek the path that you have, investigating things beyond which man may not want to know. Just make sure you don't stare too deeply into the darkness. It might stare back at you. Yeah, I think he would also go and sit down to chat. And last, but certainly not least, we have a local, yes. Greetings, Ionwe. Quite far from Kresk, I see. It is only your cards that tell you everything you need to know about us? This? This? I... I see you carry a piece of the devil within. 
be careful that it does not overtake. You said to some of your traveling companions that one among this group was both alive and dead. Is that true? Alive and dead, not neither? You are alive, but part of you has died. You are not, you're not truly living, you are not truly dead, nor are you of the undead. You are a soul who has had a part damaged. And that damage has been filled with a darkness. Is there a cure for such a infection of the soul? She rubs her, her hands together, bony knuckles cracking. Yes, there might be. There might be cures. The cards have not told me one yet. <clears throat> but maybe during your journey, you'll find something. If anyone can, I'm sure your little group of friends will be able to. Hmm. We shall see. So, you all have come as was foretold. I wished to see with my own eyes that which the cards have told me about. The ones with the potential to change the valley. The one of whom the fates watch closely. I am sure you all have many questions, and I will do my best to answer them. In response, I merely ask that you let me do a reading from my Taraka deck, telling of many futures that could arise for you. everybody all at once do the cards tell you all of us at once or do you have to it's, look I will... for each of us it depends I am interested in doing a reading for all of you at once no. well then go ahead you are the, the expert, I suppose. I understand, but I wanted to give your fellows an opportunity to ask of Madame Eva questions that they may have. You see, I am, I am but an old woman, and 
the readings do take quite a bit out of me, so if you have questions, ask them now. Or forever hold your tongue. My only question is why it seems like nobody can leave. Ah, yes, that is the question, isn't it? That would be the mist that surround the village and the valley. Many have tried. The mists are both a prison wall for those in and yet it allows others from the outside to come within. Is it malice from the ruler of this place? Perhaps? Or perhaps it is something greater? Maybe it is meant to keep Strahd in as well. It is many things. Where does the mist take people to when they leave here? Well, from the experiences we have, usually to an early grave. <laughs> but uh, Raxa will give Mal a sympathetic look. But there are a few lucky travelers. But if there is some being more interested in them, they may depart for another location. But most who venture into the mist die as their life essence is drained from them. But, uh, you know, maybe your friend, uh, was it uh, the satyr girl? Yes. Yes. I, I will tell you. The cards have not told me that her her string of fate has been severed. If that gives you any comfort. All right. Mr. Kristovich, you have nothing? Nothing at all you wish to know? It, what I would ask... I I don't know if I want the answer to. You see, that is a smart lad. Sometimes the best knowing is to not know. And she she smiles. A row of crooked teeth. Yellowed. I have something else then. Yes, yes, ask of Madame Eva. You know me. You know I'm from Kresk. Correct. What... What of my family? What of my mother and father? Yes. It has been many years since I have been home. Yes, it has been. It has been indeed. Your mother is in safe hands. Your father is fine. And his condition is no worse? His condition is no worse than he desires. 
than he deserves? Yes, that he deserves. Take that what you will. And I will say the cards did not tell me that one. I have met your father before, young Kristovich. And? And if you see him again, tell him that... Tell him that Madam Eva showed mercy for him going back on our agreement. You are the cause of his condition? He is the cause of his condition. I am going to give a kind of a look around at all the other Vistani here, and it's it's for perhaps Malilius and uh, maybe Ender. It is clearly the look of uh, how many people could I take out before this gets bad for me and I'll think better of it and just stand and wait. She, she, t she kind of clicks her tongue. Now, now. Do not. We are giving you respite, friend. Do not tempt or do not test us. As I said, your father did it upon himself. But it is neither here nor there. If this is something you wish to discuss in private, then you may when your fellows leave the tent for the night. But for now, I do think it is time to uh, see what the cards say for you and your impact on the valley. And she ushers everybody around her to grab a seat on the, the floor of the tent. She picks out a very large deck of cards. She begins shuffling them. Are any of you familiar with the Taraka? Do I know what a Taraka deck is? I or would say, I yeah, you have heard of them. Um, there's a lot of superstitions. Some say that, you know, it's dark magics. Some say they're just, it's just a pack of cards, whatever. Would this fall under the purview of things I would have looked into in my previous employment? Um, why don't you roll me a, either a knowledge history or arcana? You have heard of 
you've heard of fortune tellers using um, a special pack of car- deck of cards to kind of use as a focus for their div- their uh, divination magics. Okay. The word Taraka is not familiar, but you are familiar with the concept. Okay, cool. If you mean the superstitious fairy tale cards, of course. Go for it. Whatever these cards can say. She begins shuffling the cards. Dealing them out. She splits some of the deck. Draws. Setting them down in a cross-shaped pattern. She draws the first card. This card tells of history, knowledge of the ancient. Will help you to better understand your enemy. She pulls a card. You see on it a image of a, a priest. Man in holy robes with thick glasses in a pose of supplication. She look after showing you the card, she places it down. You will find what you seek in the castle amid the ruins of a place of supplication. She goes to the second card. Flips it over. This card tells of a powerful, powerful force for good and protection. A holy symbol of great hope. She flips it over. Says philanthropist, there's an image of a woman in fancy clothing, her palms outstretched, holding out coins as if offering to a beggar. She sets it down. Look to a place where sickness and madness are bred, where children once cried the treasure lies still. She grabs the next card. Card is a card of power and strength. Tells of a weapon of vengeance. A sword of sunlight. She flips it over. Ah, the traitor. See an image of what looks to be a nobleman, maybe a king. Facing him is a man in armor with a dagger hidden behind his back. 
sets it down. Look for a wealthy woman, a staunch ally of the devil. She keeps the treasure under lock and key with the bones of an ancient enemy. She grabs the fourth card and flips it over. This card sheds light on one who will help you greatly in the battle against the darkness. Flipping it over, the card says broken one. You see what looks like a man staring into his reflection, screaming. The mirror that he's looking into shattered. She sets it down. Your greatest ally will be a wizard. His mind may be broken, but his spells are strong. She smiles, going for the fifth and final card. Flipping it over. Your enemy is a creature of darkness whose powers are beyond mortality. This card will lead you to him. She flips the card over. It says horse. There's an image of a skeletal horse. Its eyes glaring. Pupils milked over. Riding atop it is a skeletal figure skin stretched over the bones both of them staring with dead eyes she sets it down he lurks in the one place which he must return a place of death places the cards in front of you to show you. Interesting fates indeed, my friend. Interesting fates indeed. She begins to grab the cards, shuffling them back into the deck. You all have the power to effect great change in the Valley of Barovia. Like it or not, you all have been spied upon by the Devil's Draft. He has a great interest in you all. Your fates are tied to his. As long as he stands, no one will leave the valley. No one can leave the valley. Well, except for the Vistani, of course. Kirk of the job, as it were. 
she sets the cards into her robes, turns behind her, and pours herself a cup of tea. I would offer, but I'm sure many of you think I would be trying to poison you. No, wait, no, I'm just immune to disease, not poison. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you share with us this information? What do you gain from it? What do I gain? There is much I will gain. As I said, you will you are bringers of change. The valley has grown stagnant. There has been no progress. It has been stale, forgotten. And it is my responsibility as one who can speak to the fates to inform those with great potential of what lies before them. But we're just playthings. No, you are who you are. I am merely offering you insight and purpose. If you wish to leave the valley, then you will need to look for these artifacts and this ally. They are destined to help you defeat Strahd. And if you do not defeat Strahd, then you cannot leave Barovia. It is as simple as that. Set her teeth. Sorry, I'm writing these things down. So, I was told you've had other travelers come through, so we are not the first you've given similar information to. You are not the first I have divined for. You have the most potential of those I have divined for. And where are they? That is the question, isn't it? I was assuming those ones were the story that was being told by the fire. Yes. It's a rather sad story of a powerful man who could not defeat Strat on his own. Perhaps there is something to be said about that of allies and friends. Did he not have the... all of the people that came with him? What you did they from the story. They fled. Many of them fled or were slaughtered. 
Is this? That's... I'm sorry. Go ahead. That is not friendship or allyship. That is, not... is taking advantage of a situation. Father Donovich's son. Correct. He went on a similar sounding quest towards the castle. Correct. Did he not? Okay, Correct. so would it be reasonable to assume that he was part of the same bunch? It is very reasonable. Okay. Okay. And the King of Diamonds card you mentioned talked of a broken wizard? Correct. Okay. Okay. Madmeva. Yes. My mother is not from Borovia. Did you oh. give her a reading like this? She did not seek me out. So no. I did not. I may see much, but I cannot force those to seek me out or to listen to what the fates have to say. So no, I have not had the pleasure of meeting your mother. But from what I have seen, she is a kind and decent woman. She is. If only her choice in men were better. It's a very noticeable lift twitch. Yeah, that's rude. <laughs> There's a flash of a cheeky grin from her face. She returns to her tea. And thus, I... I have business to tend to. And so I ask that you allow me to retire for the night. Take the information I have given you. Use it however you see fit. Or don't. I cannot force you to do anything. Well, thank Andrew you. Just, yeah, nod and bow out of the uh, of the tent, writing things down as he's going. Thank you for your time. The Raxa will follow. Of course, of course. Yes, thank you for your hospitality. Of course, joy the night. She begins to kind of ignore your presence as she drinks her tea and 
shuffles her cards. I'll wait till everyone is gone um, and stare her down for just a moment, which I assume can can go ignored. That's fine. But then ask, what did you do to my father? I did nothing. Your father broke the terms of our arrangement. What was your arrangement? I had asked to perform a rather reasonable job for me. But he said he would do. He agreed. We made a rather binding contract. And against that was merely the ramifications of his action. He has not told us what was what happened to him. So this is more than I knew before and I want to thank you, but you have also slighted him in this conversation, so... He has slighted me as well. I was raised to give respect to elders, so I will just leave you to your tea. Good night. Good night, and will you do me a favor, and will you tell... Anton to keep his dog quiet. Of course. Thank you. He gets rather vocal at this time of night. And I will leave. And you leave. Many of the, the Vistani are, some of them are passed out, drunk. A few of them are tending to their, their state of being with some fresh coffee. Others are preparing to retire to their wagons or tents for the night. Irina and Ismark see you all exit from the tent. Is everything all right? You were um, you were in there for quite a while. I'm just going to leave them and head to our tent. Okay. The tent is rather basic. It is. If anyone has ever used a yurt before, it is very similar to that. There's some furs and mats rolled out on the ground. It's comfortable enough. Irina looks kind of uncomfortable at Yanwei's dour disposition. 
continues to herself is Mark will head up and approach Mal is um, is everything alright? Soothsayers never give you the answers that you look for and they can be quite disconcerting Ah, that is what that was about. I have heard tales. Indeed. I hope that whatever was told to you was not too unsettling. Still trying to discern it myself. I think I need some rest, though. I've taken a bit of a... It's been a rough day. Understood. Best of luck, friend. Does Irina need healing? She's okay. She's bandaged herself up. Okay. Uh, Nothing a a good sleep won't fix. Okay. I'd I'd booped her during combat to bring her back. Yeah. Okay. Yep. She has some hit points, but, you know. Oh, I got a broken minor struggling too. <laughs> got a broken leg and a punctured lung. Just go to bed. It'll be fine in the morning. Yeah. D and D. God, I wish that's how it worked. Yeah, for Maybe sure. Maybe it does, and we just haven't gotten a long rest. <laughs> None of us have ever gotten good sleep, and that's the reason. Too many short rests. Yeah. Stop napping. Yep. Maybe it's just because you can't long rest while enemies are nearby, so, you know. All your pets are, you gotta go. It's like in Minecraft. (laughs) Yeah. You can't get a long rest rest. with enemies there, and unfortunately, we're all our own worst enemy. (laughs) Yeah, yep, yep. Accurate. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a delayed. Okay, so moving to something less depressing. uh, (laughs) A vampire ruled hellscape. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just Oregon with vampires. Yeah. <laughs> a few Vistani stay up late, kind of sitting around the coals of the fire. Yeah, I think Ander would uh, ritual cast alarm around the tent specifically for okay. the evening. That is easy enough to do. As the camp begins kind of settling down, you know, the horses tend to wander the camp before finding places to sleep as well. Is there anything that anyone would like to do before bed? Nope, nothing. Yeah, nope. I've taken HP, HP max damage, and I'm down to thirty percent. Okay. I think, yep, I I think the only myself. thing, um, noticing that Sangam is the only one that doesn't quite have the night vision that the rest of us do. Um, can I approach? Um, sorry, Uhurak, and uh, offer my goggles of night. I mean, you certainly can. Yeah. I would like to do that. At least, uh... It gets dark around here and it might help. 
I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Are you certain that you are okay with this? Yeah, I already can see in the dark. It just makes me see further. And uh, rather all of us be on the same uh, playing field here. That's a, that will definitely be very welcome. It is a bit difficult for some of us. Some of us are more accustomed to being able to see more in the dark. I am not one of them, but... Thank you, is what I mean. You are very welcome. I imagine we'll all need it. Since it doesn't appear to get sunny here ever. Yes, it does not. Yeah, and he would not, and then probably just head in for the evening. I'll just stay up a few hours to journal and pass out after after listening to the camp and seeing that no one's going to harm us. No one does seem to be doing anything of any sign of aggression. The night falls, it gets darker. Is anyone going to do watches or I think I would I would be still been here a day unsettling. I think I would do a watch. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Uhurak would have also done a watch. Well, that's always good. I'll take that. Ooh. 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 Okay. Natural twenty for a twenty-two. All right. Just kind of listening, listening out from inside the tent, hearing it out throughout the night, at least before you get yourself to bed. Uh, Uhurak, do you want to roll as well? Yeah. Thirteen. Okay. You listen to the night, and you would expect to hear crickets or any sign of something moving in the night. But it seems to be rather silent. Eerily silent. You wonder what's going on. Ander, as you sit, kind of ponder the strange situation you all find yourselves in. Hear hear the sounds of fire as if something is burning outside. Not a big fire, mind you, but as if the campfire were reignited. The smell of brimstone, sulfur, kind of wafts onto the breeze.
there any, does that do any of the sounds stand out, or is it just fire sounds, or like the campfire sounds? It sounds like just fire sounds. Okay. I think he would have probably done like a passing glance just to see what was going on. I don't know if it's like common here to keep the fire going all night for any particular reason, so I think it'd be more out of curiosity he would check. Alright. You peer outside and you don't see kind of a, a roaring fire like you were a large jet black horse standing on the outskirts of the encampment burning fire along its mane does it have a rider? it does you see a man pale attire. Hard to really get a glimpse of colors as the light coming off of the horse's mane is minor, almost inconsequential. See a man with gaunt skin, long raven black hair, wearing a mantle across his shoulders with a long flowing cape and a regalia along all down his chest with fancy buttons war medals standing on the outskirts looking at the party at least the party's tent wordlessly Okay, um... A cold wind blows outside the tent. Wisps of fire kind of crackle off of the horse's mane. Does the... is it... Does the horse and rider stay long, or is it kind of like passing by, checking, and then... or like... Are they there for a prolonged period of time? They're currently just standing on the outskirts of the encampment. Just creeping. Just creeping. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, every everything about me wants to go see what's going on with this horse, but then the logical side's like, there's no reason for you to go out there by yourself. Like, everyone's sleeping. That looks intimidating AF from where you're well, standing. Why would you approach it, you know? Little Harak is still awake. Wanted to. Yeah, I think he would lean over and there's a really quite impressive horse over there with the rider just kind of staring at us. Uh, 
should we go say hello? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. I don't, I don't. I don't are we trying to make new friends? It's what time of day? It's it's late, right? It's it's like pitch black, so it's hard with there not really being sunlight, but it is pitch black dead of night. Everyone's hinted that we should be indoors by, by nightfall, so I don't know if any good comes of this conversation, but. I'm good for it if you are. Oh my god, guys. <laughs> yes, I... I think I would be good for it as well. Um, we should take precautions. Do you have a rope? I have a rope. And Ulharak will pull a rope out of their bag and motion towards Ander. Uh, would you like for me to tie the rope around the way? No. Hang on. Uh, you tie a rope around me, and you stay here, and I will go talk to him, and if something goes wrong, you can pull me back. I would suggest the opposite, except I am noodle arms. Sounds good. Um, don't let this uh, suit of armor fool you. This is fine engineering, not brute strength, but I will do my best. If we were to put a number to it, do you have higher than a minus <laughs> two? Yes. <laughs> good. <laughs> Probably um, that not to meta, me. but meta. <laughs> Honestly, on, on the scale of like one to, to twenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite bits that you can do with like D and D. It's just yeah, you know, if you were to put a number to it, my skill is about blank. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, Ulharak will tie the rope around their waist and make sure that Ander has the grip of the end of it. Um and then step out to say hello to this stranger. Lorak, you head out of the, the camp and start walking towards the the stranger on the, the dark flaming horse. See a flash kind of of white as he the man grins. Formally bows while riding, or while mounted upon his steed. Good afternoon. I should say good evening, technically. Good, good evening to you. I am merely sightseeing, as it were. Is there anything uh, I can help you with? Just getting to know the people in the area. I took a bit of an interest in a group that has arrived recently. Some esteemed guests that I have invited. I see. And you have not spoken to these guests that you have invited? 
Correct. I come to observe and to introduce myself. I make your acquaintance. My name is Strat Vanzarovich. Ruler of all you see before you. I am Sangam. It is a pleasure to meet you. I am sure you have heard my name time since arriving here. And you and your friends are my esteemed guests. And I want to make sure that we are not off on the wrong foot. And so, as a sign of being a gracious host, is there anything I can do for you, Sangha? Give me a moment to confer with my companions. Uh, Sangha, could you roll me a uh, wisdom saving throw, please? Oh, I get advantage on these! Haha! <laughs> It doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay. Um, Good to know. This individual seems really friendly. Like, you don't know why you hear all these bad rumors about him. He seems like a really nice guy. Like, you could could see being best friends with him. Yeah, he's such a chill dude. Yeah, and wanting to protect him and, you know. Yeah. Make sure that you treat him right. Yeah, this is a great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go talk to my companions. Sounds great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have to get back into Ulvarok oh, after breaking to panic about my wisdom save. <laughs> for, the, for the listeners, Sangam rolled an 11 at a the other side is three. <laughs> oh, okay. God. So, yeah, Sangam uh, rounds the corner back towards uh, Ander and just shrugs slightly. Uh, the person riding the horse uh, is Stroud. Uh, we wanted to know if there is anything that he can do for us. Well, that's very nice of him. Um, yes, it is quite nice. I mean, did you ask if we could, like, go home or anything? Oh, I, I didn't know what to say, so I just asked if I could talk to my companions first. Oh, smart, smart. I would have done the same. Should I ask for him to send us home? No, I don't want to... I don't want to necessarily just assume for everyone else that that's what they want. You know, we're all here to do something. We all got things to do. But, uh, I don't know. Should we wake the others? See if they want to meet Strahd? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, like, I, I haven't, I've only heard one side of the story, so I'm curious, but. You know. 
We could. I am reluctant to wake Yonwe. Because Yonwe is just going to start swinging. And Strahd seems like a nice guy. I don't, I don't think that would be fair to him. A lot of people have said a lot of terrible things about him. That was, must have been a really good conversation you had. He was very polite, yes. Is there anything that we want from Strahd? I, I don't know. Do you want to wake up everyone except Yonwe? See if they have thoughts? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Maybe not... Um, maybe not those we're hired to transport. You know, that there's some history there. Just the, uh, the hired hands. Yes, I think that is smart. Uh, I will wake up Roxo. What? What is it? Uh, there is a person outside. Uh, he introduced himself as Strut. Uh, he asked if there's anything that we would want from him. What? Uh, is it like with? So like, is this Strut? Like? From how he was talking, yes. Why is he here? What is? No, no, hold on, hold on. Why are we talking to like the, the, the evil devil ruler of the whole land? Like, why? Hasn't everyone said terrible things about him? What? Are, what are we doing? He he's been polite. He hasn't attacked us. He's just been watching. Polite does not mean that he's not evil, but um. I I think it would be best if we did not split the party. Um, actually, can I roll some kind of insight or something to see, like, why Sangam is suddenly so, like, excited <laughs> to hang out with this guy? I mean, you certainly can. Oh, Jesus. Just curious, can Sangam roll, like, a wisdom save per uh, front? Like, like, <laughs> see if one of them is back there, like... Get in line, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Rax is half asleep and rolled a twelve. I mean, with a twelve, you—you know—it doesn't seem super out of character. Like Would you, I haven't you... been able to see if he was casting magic at all. Um, he certainly was not. Okay. You did not see him performing any somatic components. You did not hear any um, arcane language. Okay, cool. Yeah. Why do you have a rope around your waist? Oh, that is just in case uh, something went wrong when I went to speak to whoever was on the uh, giant flaming horse. Uh, that way, Andrew could pull me back if I was in trouble. I see. And Andrew thinks this is a good idea too, to talk to Strap. I mean, I was curious why he was just standing outside the camp looking at us, so I wanted to understand more. And then, didn't um, uh, isn't he after volunteered to be the voice of reason? And we spoke should. Um, 
We should wake Yanwei and see what he says. Hey, he's I, from... I do not think we should wake Yanwei. I think if we do that, he will immediately start swinging and not... Okay, uh, but what about um, Irina or... I cannot remember Ismark. his name. Ismark. Irina or Ismark, they are also from this place. They would not... Um... Trying to approach it from a place of neutrality. They are all biased. They bark. We are wrapped in this land. That's true. That's true. I we did briefly think about asking him just to send us home. I, I, you were just getting the most like confused, <laughs> blank stare from Raxo. Like, uh, should we? What about Mal? Do you think we could? Oh yes. Ander, why, why did you not... Oh. Ander, why did you not wake Mal yet? I was going to wake up Raxo, you were going to wake up Mal. I, we didn't discuss who was responsible for the waking of who. I will go over and wake up Mal. But <laughs> we could also just tell him we're not interested in anything and keep doing what we're here for, you know, get the full story. It's all good. Do we need to tell him that at all? Could we just let Well, that him... would just be rude. Uh, I, 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 will, I will check and see if he's still there waiting. Uh, no, hold on. Let's <laughs> wait for Mal to wake up. We, we should all Oh, no, stay... I'll just I'll just check and see if he's there and if he's okay, just... Okay, gonna gra gra <laughs> gonna grab the rope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll wait for Mal to wake up. Uh. One eternity later. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's where we are, Mel. We have, apparently, Strahd is outside on a flaming horse, waiting Why for... do I envision that, like, he's waking up to, like, four of you staring down at him? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, three of us, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say four of us, oh, hang three, on. sorry. Yep. Sorry for it. You I had brought Ellis in here. My bad. And... My bad. <laughs> um, the horse staring at you, too. I get, I get the three of you, but what's with the horse? <laughs> it was cold outside. Duh. <laughs> okay, so where we are right now is that Strahd is outside, apparently, on a flaming horse and wants to, like, know if we need anything, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's quite but, nice uh, of him. This is what is happening. You hear this? The both of them. No, I'm just. I just. You know, mm. it's hospitable. It was no different in hospitality than what um, Madame Ava extended to us to stay here as well. You know, that's all. This could just be completely normal in this place. And he's also kind of in charge of everything. So I figured, at the very least, hear him out. Yes, uh, he did also say that he was the one who invited us. So. No, I didn't feel very invited when I came. Uh, I, oh, <laughs> Raxa is looking at Mal like, please help. <laughs> am, am I still dreaming? N you're not. No? Did, did you, you, you woke me up for this? Why? Yes. Uh, uh, do we have anything we want from Strahd? believe. Well, yes, we talked about asking about that, but is there anything else that we might want if he can't do that? Uh, it, uh, 
is there any reason why we can't just stay here and let him hopefully be gone by morning? That would be rude. You can wave at him from the door. But it would be rude. Safe passage through his lands. Yeah, that's a reasonable request. I, I, if you I like in, insist, I... Okay, I will go ask. Ask him uh. for a myth of safe passage through his lands in by, <clears throat> written by his own hand. Right, okay. Um, I'm still going to make sure I have a hold on the rope. Mal's going to look at Rax. 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 So, wow, I can't talk. Maybe you should ask and live. Let, hand me the rope. Okay, I will. I will go. I guess, and then I, mean, I, I uh, can. I can ask. I, he has already spoken to me. It's fine. You're, you're you're way too excited for this. So I'm not. I'm, um, I'm sorry. I am. I do not. I am not the excited one. That is teacup. I thought this was teacup. No, <laughs> it is not teacup. <laughs> Since when has Teacup dressed like this? And I motion to the clothing, which is the clothing that Ulharak wears. So, like just like face palms and like runs his hand back through his hair. I just woke up. You think I can really fully discern colors yet? It's not even just color. It's a completely different silhouette. Okay. You all you all hear a kind of a soft chuckling from outside of the tent. I was just gonna say I imagine Shrod's out there like dusting his nails on his coat, like wow, this is taking a while. <laughs> wow, these guys are stupid. <laughs> like, like I can hear all of you, you clowns. <laughs> absolute idiots. Yeah, absolute donuts. <laughs> um okay. Okay, I'm trying to decide if this is me meta-ing. I think it probably is. Um, me not wanting to get charmed by Strahd. <laughs> so, um, See, and I don't know that like they've been charmed at all. I'm just like, this is like way too bubbly to be going up against like this ultimate meta-evil. I'm like, hold the fart. Go Raxo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm I'll... I'm really curious. We've only had one... We've only heard one side of the story. And he's... An extremely powerful being, so it's more curiosity at this point for Ander specifically. Mm -hmm. I think safe passage is a reasonable request. Um, you know, I suppose if there is any level of rapport already built, um, Sangam can go, or Ulhorak can go. Um, just keep it simple as we don't want to abandon Neonwe or Irina or um, Ismark. would like to stay with them, and they are all obviously going to be more uncomfortable with this. So, 
safe passage, I think, is an okay request, and um, then we can uh, carry on with our rest. Yes. Okay. I will go talk to him. Okay. And then I'm going to make sure I have the rope. <laughs> oh, you're closer. Hello. <laughs> oh, apologies. I heard all of your banter and I was amused. Uh, yes, uh, we had to take a moment to discuss. Um, that is perfectly reasonable. We thought so as well. Uh, I think uh, what we are asking is uh, we would like a writ of safe passage through your lands written in your own hand. I do not have writing material on hand. However, when the time is right, I will find my way to give you this writ. Until then, I, my word is that you will not be directly harmed by my doing. Does that extend to your followers as well? I will tell them, however, they are their own people. I cannot predict what they would do, but if they did, it would be very frowned upon. That is good to know. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Uh, where are you heading so I know to get in touch with you to deliver the read? Uh, one moment. <laughs> Sangam walks back and just kind of goes, <sighs> where are we going? <laughs> We would have to ask uh, Irina and uh, Ismar. We told it was a specific camp, right? I don't was, know uh, if we should. Um... We were told it was um, the next village of Valaki. Uh, no, no. We, there, there was we... two locations, right? There was really the only one that you kind of talked about was Valaki. There's also the other village that Yanwei's from, but... Yeah, I don't know if... Knowing that we are escorting someone specifically away, I don't think I would say specific names. Just that... Oh, so Tony didn't write these down in my notebook, so... Um, yeah, I don't think Ander would say the specific village name because I I know we are here to do a job which was to escort her to a different village keeping because of him did y'all come back in the tent like to discuss this yeah cause Raxo and Mal I'm sure are gonna be like guys this is fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> yes we're uh, traveling along the river we don't need to give him he can see we're traveling along the river. We're not. So, doesn't he know where we are? He found us here. I We don't... I, look, I don't know how any of the stuff here works, and I you don't... You do all know that I can hear you. It's <laughs> not to... At this point... It's rude to drop Eve. <laughs> I'm gonna, like... Is Ismark... Is Ismark in this... Um, tent no. with us? No. He slept in the wagon. 
Uh, they were offered uh, they were offered a, a one of the barrel wagons, as well uh, as the. T- okay, I'm about to nudge Eonway, like <laughs> subtly, like sort of get animated s- and scoot towards him. I so bad just want to tell Strahd, you're just mad that you can't come in unless we invite you. (laughs) (laughs) Are you actually trying to wake me up? Yes. Hold on, I need to stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And then the TPK happened. This is so stupid. This is so dumb. I can't laugh. It's so hard not to, like, Meta the wait. fuck out of this! Like, what are you doing? <laughs> wait, wait, are you like, are you overtly going to go wake up Yanmai? Uh, no, I'm gonna try to be subtle about it. If I need to roll like Damn. a sleight of hand or whatever, I was I can... gonna say you might want to tie him up to a rope first too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, 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 that get... statue in the death house. Yeah, yeah, that's... yeah. That's what Ulharak is thinking about. That's why Ulharak's oh, yeah. like, ooh, no, let's maybe not wake up Yanmai. <laughs> Are you know it would be a danger to my new friend. I don't want that. Um, okay, I guess I will say I mean, okay, let me try to roll like a stealth or something and I'm hopefully we'll fail it so people can see. But we'll see. Watch this be okay, yeah, yeah. I rolled a nine to <laughs> try to sneakily wake up Ionwe. So that gives everybody an opportunity to uh, see me do it. Yep, I'm gonna roll all the visions. Um, my my passive perception sees that. Yeah, mm-hmm. passive sees it for me as well. Right, hang on, I want to know. My sleepy passive might not though. So, question for the DM: Through all their their own commotion and Strahd talking <laughs> over to them and them talking over. What do you? What, what I have just? What anyway. I have just? What I just heard the talking and been like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, what are you persuading, Mel? I hit persuasion instead <laughs> of perception. Okay. <laughs> they both start with P. Um, you know, I'm going to say that's up to you, Jays. Um, how heavy of a sleeper is he on my... It's like oh, it's damn. Mal is yeah, fucking Mal. on it. Mal sees everything. So, so like before that, like you go to sneakily wake up Yanwei, and I just like look over, snap my fingers. No. <laughs> what? I, uh, look, somebody has to talk sense into this. Like, I don't have any good reason, but I, I'm just not comfortable with giving up locations for for things. <laughs> Let us. I, I just thank him for his time and go back to sleep. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I get up and walk out of the tent and like whatever like sleep clothes he's still in. He's <sighs> a picture like crunk with the little hat. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna meet you I'm gonna meet you halfway and say that um for for who Ian is, he's he's a light sleeper. Uh-huh. But um DM Um what would you consider a a, a, a good saving throw to make for being afraid. Wisdom or charisma? I'll let the. Do you want to choose? Because I, I have a better one for charisma, but. You, you surprise me. 
gonna go charisma because this is force of will but I will make it a disadvantage because this is his actual fear that's <laughs> and we hit both sides of the spectrum with a nat 20 for 22 but with disadvantage we get a 2 with the bonus <laughs> is 4 so I'll say that um, Yanwe is awake but is faking sleep Mm. And it's just better. laying <laughs> still. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't sleep, clowns leave me. Can't sleep, clowns leave me. Gamal, you head outside. We thank you for your time and your hospitality in your lands. We will be making travel in the morning along the river. However, it has been a long day and we do need to rest. So, is there anything else that we can do for you this evening? (laughs) I'm impressed with your manners. No, I merely just wish to come and meet my guests. It's been a pleasure to get to know you all a little better. Well, breakfast will be around eight if you wish to come back then. I'll be in a better mood. And he's going to turn around and just sort of like half wave. Good night. (laughs) Can you roll me a wisdom saving throw? Yes! (laughs) Raxo is trying to physically block the door. Nobody else is allowed to fucking leave. (laughs) I can find the thing. There it is. 18. Oh, good. Maybe. Um, so you you look at him and he, you know, he's all, all things considered, he seems pretty charming. And you, you can kind of understand why Sangam Ulrak has warmed up to him. But you're too fucking tired to deal with this. And so you just kind of turn head back to the tent. What what's Strahd's charisma like? Is he like a very charismatic? I, I I don't remember. Like, does he it, like just radiate the the cha? On on a scale of like, one if you had to, to put a number to it. If I had to, if I had to put a number to it, <laughs> are we talking say... like Gary Oldman or Alucard here? Alucard. Okay. So okay. So as Mal's going back to the tent before he flips the flap of the tent open, he goes. That outfit is working for you. Good night. <laughs> Charmed. Nice horse. That's nice good. horse. It was a pleasure meeting you. The pleasure was all mine. I'm just going to close the tent as flaps and like stand in front the, of it. As you start to close the tent flaps, you hear, Hell, way it was a shame we did not get to catch up. For those in the tent, you can see Iano's eyes are open now. Mm -hmm. He heads back to the horse, mounting it, giving a wry chuckle, and begins to ride off. You see flaming foot or hoof prints left behind as the horse runs forward. Begins to take off from the ground these flaming hoof prints 
taking to the sky as Strahd and his steed fly off towards the castle. All of you are idiots. (laughs) And that's where we'll end for the night. Oh my god, guys. That was so (laughs) dumb! (laughs) 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 About Strahd, like literally on the back of his shield, just writing notes. Charming, he seems to have a way with words, his horse flies, and (laughs) all of the stuff that he's seeing, he'd be writing down. Well, congratulations, everybody. You met the man of the hour. (laughs) And we'll have all kinds of fun. Okay, (laughs) until next time, you'll be missed. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> Good, Good lord. Bye. 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 Bye.